Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. I'm joined on the Leadership File this week by Steve McGannity, the vicar of St Andrew's Clubmore in Liverpool, an area described as in the top 5% of deprived areas in the UK. Steve has been serving at the church for 18 years, and so we're going to look at uh, staying fresh within a long ministry, especially when seeking to build a missional community. So it's welcome back to Steve. He, uh, you can go to Premier's website and iTunes for my other show with Steve, if you like. So welcome back, Steve. It's good to be back. So um, just remind leaders, listeners a little of your, your background and uh, outline a little of the church that you serve. Okay. Um, so uh, it's in Liverpool, it's an outer estate in Liverpool, um, a deprived area. Um, it's actually quite a pleasant area to live, but it has all the issues around poverty that you'd expect in an area like this, around uh, unemployment and low income, that kind of stuff. Um, the church is uh, an Anglican church, uh, evangelical charismatic, um, but fully engaged with its community. So we have a range of projects that we're involved in, from food bank debt advice. We also do um, some business startup stuff for people and um, mental health uh, work. Um, and uh, the church is um, particularly uh, focused around missional communities. So we have uh, groups of people who um, look to reach out to friends and neighbours and networks uh, with the gospel. Um, and uh, I've been here 18 years and loved every minute of it. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, it, it is uh, fairly rare. I did a little bit of research. Peter Briley's done some stuff on um, on the length of ministries and um, an optimal age of, of, of Anglican uh, churches for, for growth and all that sort of stuff. And 18 years certainly is, is in the... There's uh, a very small percentage you've done 18 years or above. Okay. Uh, Steve. <laughs> so, I mean, have there been times when you thought it was time for a move or, or have you been... Has it been pretty settled? Uh, uh, pretty much every year. Uh, <laughs> okay, you're right. Uh, Sometimes because of stuff that was going on, um, yeah. but mostly because after about nine years, you do start to think, do I need to go? <laughs> um, so uh, pretty much every year, my wife and I um, would have a conversation. we kind of lay it down before the Lord and say, is this the year, Lord? Is this the time to go? Um, and we've just never felt it was right. Mm. Um, even when um, I've been offered uh, to look at other places, you know, um, other jobs, um, I've never bothered. It's just always felt like this is the right place. Uh, we've got lots of vision here for, for the future. Um, we've got, um, I mean, being here 18 years has some real advantages. It means that I know what the area is like. I know the people here. They know me. There's a, a level of trust that builds over a period of time that is incredibly useful. Um, so if I come up with some mad idea, um, I've got a track history that uh, people can draw on to say, actually, yeah, you know, he's been pretty much right most of the time. Uh, you know, we'll go with this and try it out. So um, being around for a while actually makes, it does make life a little bit easier, I think. Sure, sure. And of course you were born not far away from where you're serving now. Say that again, sorry. I say you were born not far away from That's where right, you're serving now. I was born a, a mile away, yeah, in a place called Norris Green. Uh, so um, I'm a scouser, ministering to scousers. That's terrific. Um, so, 
what are the kind of you know daily and maybe seasonal routines that have served you well, uh, Steve? Maybe maybe they've changed over the years. I don't know, but uh, you know, in order to for that longevity, it is you know. I know a little, you know, having served in the leadership of church, it is hard work. It's hard yeah. physical sometimes, but also mentally and, and emotionally yeah. as well as spiritually. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, uh, you know, the foundational thing is engaging with God every day uh, through prayer, uh, reading the Bible, um, worship. And um, that is, that's key, that's foundational, making sure that I have to make sure my relationship with God is um, is, as di- is as dynamic as I can possibly make it, um, and it always surprises me how many church leaders don't do that. And um, it's it's one of the things because I've been around for a while. I get to know other church leaders in the area, and you know it's one of those things that come up regularly. Um, church leaders struggling with those issues, just that very simple issue of daily praying and reading your Bible. Um, so that, that, that's the, the daily thing that I always do. Um, I think there are other uh, kind of rhythms I have. Uh, so every month, uh, at least twice a month, uh, I will meet with other church leaders for prayer and um, encouragement. Um, part of that, one of them is part of New Wine. Um, I've been kind of going to New Wine, being part of New Wine Network for uh, over 10 years. Um, and that's that network has uh, resourced me continually over those years. Just being around other uh, other church leaders who have a kind of similar point of view as you, who, who inspire you and encourage you, and um, that that's being key. Um, and so every month um, I'm part of what's known as a core group, a small group of church leaders who meet together, and we um, we share what's on our heart, we share the issues that we're going through. Uh, and, and we pray for each other. Um, but I'm also part of another group that's um, part of the, the uh, local expression of the Evangelical Alliance here in Liverpool, uh, and they encourage us to get together in groups. And uh, for 10 years, I've been part of that group as well. Um, and uh, those two things uh, are actually kind of key highlights in my month. They're the time where I just get to be with other people who understand what it's like to be a church leader. Uh, I can just share my heart openly because they all know what it's like to be a church leader. They, they know the, the issues. Um, and to, to hear some words of encouragement, some prophetic words sometimes, uh, and to be prayed for, um, that kind of thing is, has been incredibly useful, especially during some difficult periods. Um, yeah, so that that's a key thing that uh, I do twice a month uh, with other church leaders. Do the uh, Anglican Church typically believe in, in sabbaticals? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, we're encouraged to, um, or we're allowed to have a sabbatical every seven years. Oh. Um, it took me 13 years to have my first one. <laughs> okay. uh, I think mainly because I'd, I'd never felt the need for it. I was enjoying life in, in ministry. Um, uh, but then in 2007, uh, I went on my first one and regretted not having done one earlier. Yeah. Um, so uh, I had a, I had four months off altogether. Um, had a, three weeks in America, and then the rest of the time was either reading here at home or um, traveling around the UK, visiting some churches and uh, events. Um, 
and came back uh, with a brand new vision for church that was to encourage the whole church to be based around missional communities. Um, so yeah, I came back uh, totally re-energised uh, with a fresh vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was a, it was a fantastic four months, and I can't wait for my next one. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, going on your uh, does that have to? Do you have to wait till twenty years now? Or is that? Um... Uh, no, I'm going to. Uh, uh, I'm actually due because it was 2007. Mm. I can have one any time now. Okay. So um, I'm just trying to work out when I might do it. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's, in the, the diocese, they don't call them sabbaticals; they call them study leave. Okay. Um, so it's an opportunity to to study something. Yeah, yeah, well, splendid. Now, um, in terms of staff, um, sometimes obviously a longevity of ministry it helps if there are others around you yeah. in terms of. I don't know what kind of staff levels you've had at uh, at St Andrews. We've been very fortunate in being able to build up um, quite a, a, a large team, really, for the area of staff. Um, because of the community projects that we do, we're able to get in funding and all sorts of things. So altogether, I think we have uh, about 14 members of staff. Um, and getting the right people around you is key. There are people who are um, in church, who I know, are totally loyal to where we're going as a church, loyal to Andrew and I as people, um, but who will always speak the truth to us. And um, having those kind of people around us uh, has been key in being able to, to stay in one place. Um, so they, they're totally sold out on our vision here. They, they actually, Quite a few of uh, those people have moved into the area from nicer places in the city, and um, they're, they're key. Uh, they're, they're people who have offered uh, a kind of friendship that sustains us in our ministry. Um, and, and without that, we'd we'd have probably left some of the, at some point. Yeah. I mean, those who write about burnout say that one of the key factors is that those who serve lose their sense of meaning. It's not necessarily the volume of work, or mm. but it's the kind of sense of motivation and, and a sense within. And clearly it sounds as if you've been able to maintain a sense of momentum and meaning and purpose uh, 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 in the time of the 18 years. Yeah, I think so. And, and part of that is is having people around us who uh, are um, as engaged with what we're trying to do as we are. So um, particularly now, uh, a lot of the, the ideas around what we do don't come from me. Um, it's all from what other people are doing and what they're seeing and how they're hearing from God. Um, I'm simply the kind of the person who who ties it all together in some way um, and keeps it going in a, in one direction rather than in a multitude of directions. So, um, yeah, having the right people actually sustains me and my vision. Um, because when, when we get together, the, the thing that we, we struggle with the most is that we always have too many ideas and um, trying to whittle them down to what we think God wants is, is the hard bit. Um, but for someone like me, who's, I love having ideas, I love having people to bounce off. Um, having those kind of people around me has is, is, is been tremendous. Well, you're listening to Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by... Reverend Stephen Gannity, he's the uh, vicar of St Andrew's Clubmore in Liverpool. We're talking particularly about uh, staying fresh within a, a long ministry, uh, and we're going to be back just after this. 
And welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by the Reverend Steve McGannity. He's the vicar of St Andrew's Clubmore in Liverpool. He's been uh, there for 18 years, and we've been talking uh, thus far about uh, how you stay fresh within that time, some of the daily and indeed seasonal routines that uh, Steve's engaged in, uh, having a, a, a team around him that are supportive and uh, are on the same page. Um, Steve, we, we haven't talked in, in any detail about the, the missional communities that you mm-hmm. have. Um, are these kind of part of the church? Are they separate from the church? How, do they, how are they structured within the, uh, the overall framework? Uh, they're definitely part of the church. Um, uh, they are uh, basically groups of people who have uh, a, a focus on um, a, a particular group or network within our community, and they look to try and share the gospel with them in some way. Um, so we have about, uh, I think it's 12 of them at the moment. Um, so, for instance, we have uh, one group uh Switch, who look to engage with teenagers who hang around on the streets, um, and that's what the missional focus is. Uh, we have um, another group that look to help um, help people who see the workplace as their main mission, uh, and so they meet together, they encourage one another, they uh, pray about changing their workplace, uh, they pray about relationships they have within the workplace. Uh, and encourage one another to to not hold back on sharing the gospel. Um, so uh, there are a whole whole range of different types of groups of people, but their main focus is what's our mission, who are we trying to reach. Uh, but within that, they also look to disciple one another, um, kind of share life together, just have fun together, uh, and also worship together. So there's a uh, it's a phrase that's being used regularly, uh, certainly around here, uh, an up, in and out to each group. So up is about their relationship to God together, uh, in is about their discipleship and uh, social life together, and out is their missional focus. So each missional community will have an up, in and out. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just being key to how we look to develop mission here. Is that based around Mike Breen's... Um kind of missional cluster kind of idea uh yeah yeah we've uh we've learned a, a lot from uh mike and we've learned a lot from uh, other groups that do that kind of um missional kind of structuring um we kind of do it our way um in an area like uh like this i think in urban areas you have to adapt a lot of the things that happen elsewhere in the world around structure um so we've adapted things uh, a little bit to to see what we feel is the most effective way of trying to reach our community. And it's clear that you've managed to um, to develop a church where the where people are not just attenders, but they are they buy in, if it is it were, into the life of the church and the mm-hmm. and the community focus. Um, and that's a challenge for many churches. There's, you know, it's not not difficult in some areas. Uh, obviously, these and others, to get people to attend, but it is much harder to get them to yeah. to actually give of their energy and of their time and yeah. sometimes their money. Uh, have, have there been any keys for you in in, in doing that? Um, I, I think there's two things. One is um, uh, when we arrived, our focus on spiritual renewal and encouraging people to engage with the work of the Spirit. Um, 
and the spirit was given so that we might be witnesses uh, and that was always our focus you know i think um that sometimes gets uh, neglected actually that the spirit came so that we could have the power to be god's witnesses in the world and so um when we talked about renewal it was always with that in mind uh, so it's always been in our language we've always talked about um kind of facing outwards reaching out um that has always been a focus uh, i guess over 18 years people start to catch on yes. <laughs> um and i think maintaining a consistent uh steady uh stream of teaching around that has been uh key um but i think also creating the right structures and processes within the life of the church um so if anyone comes to me and says, I want to set up a Bible study group, the answer is no. Um, we, we're quite strict on uh, that every group we do has an, an outward-looking focus. Um, so we've been strict around what we do. Um, and because of that, we've had a couple of people leave. Um, but we felt this is what was right. We felt this yeah. is what was God's call upon us. Um, and so just sticking at it, uh, using the right language consistently, uh, making sure we've got the right structures in place, um, has helped people engage with what we think God has called us to do as a church. And would it be true that this um, this kind of structure of missional communities has has helped your longevity in the sense that um, that it's it's not you having to to do the mission of the church, which, which of course it never is, but of course yeah. some vicars feel feel obliged really to be to be championing championing that cause and it can be very exhausting yeah and yeah. if you've got a structure if you've got others doing it then that gets a sense that you're you, you play your role but obviously they're playing theirs that's right and i think um there's actually a cost to that, that i i think some leaders perhaps avoid because it means that all the fun stuff i actually don't get to do very much <laughs> <laughs> so you know all the engagement with people and um engaging with you know kind of preaching the gospel and you know doing things like alpha and all that kind of stuff um other people do uh so we're, we're actually planning um even though we're, we effectively do mission pretty much every day through the week every week of the year um we're having a week in may that is going to be really focused on on kind of reaping events uh, where we're um, encouraging people to to think about making a commitment to Jesus. And um, even that, all the mission communities will be doing stuff and um, I'll just be watching. <laughs> so that, that's a kind of, it's a bit frustrating really, but uh, it's, it's great to see just the body of Christ mm. be the body of Christ. And have you found Alpha has, has worked in a, in a deprived area like Clubmore? Uh, yeah. Um, yes, yes, surprisingly so, really. Um, I know uh, other churches have found it hasn't worked. We've found it has. Mm. Um, more often than not, we do the teaching ourselves. Um, but, yeah, we've, uh, we've found it works. Uh, and I think, um, you know, until something better comes along, we'll continue using Alpha. Sure. Uh, it's just a great way of introducing people to Jesus, getting them to find out some of the basics of Christian life, uh, and it gets them started on the journey. Um, I think it's kind of post-alpha, actually, that is the hard bit, really, um, making sure that they're integrated into church, into missional communities, um, giving them the kind of the, uh, the rest of the basics of Christian life. 
Steve, as we're kind of drawing to a close, some, I guess, uh, trying to draw some lessons from your experience of, uh, as I say, of eighteen years, uh, for maybe for some starting out, and maybe for some who are, um, you know, who are who are struggling a bit because it's been a long time and they're they're a little mm. bit feel a bit burned out. Um, I suppose the things I've had to learn have been more about me. Um, I think uh, I've had to learn to be more secure in who I am. I wouldn't describe myself as a natural leader. At school, I was never the one who was chosen to be captain of anything or to lead anything. Um, Leadership is something I've had to learn. Um, And... Uh, it's taken me a little while just to be secure in who I am as a leader and how I lead. Um, and I think I'd, I wish I'd learnt to have done that earlier on. You know, this is the person that God made me to be, and and it's great. Uh, I just needed to accept that. Uh, I, there's lots of areas of, of my leadership that I wish would be better. I'd love to be better, that I need to grow in and develop. Um, and that's what I work towards, but who I am right now, I need to accept. And the the more secure I am in myself, the better leader I become. Um, so I think there's kind of whole things that I just keep learning about about myself that enable me to, to lead better. And I think initially I started out with my whole leadership journey um, thinking about it, it's, you know, how do you create vision and how do you strategize and how do you communicate well and all those kind of things that are absolutely key but the foundation of it is well who am i as a person yeah, yeah. um and and how do i keep growing and how do i stay fresh um how do i accept the kind of person that god has made me to be and use that uh, creatively within my leadership mm-hmm. and so i think the key thing for me is just just being happy with who i am yeah yeah and clearly having people around you who you know other other leaders who can chat with pray with mm. and um support you um in in what you're doing yeah yeah absolutely that's been that that's been vital yeah. um any particular books books that you've you know a bit of any blessing to you in particularly f- focusing on the uh, the longevity of your work um many kind of devotional books for in terms of because it's all about my relationship with jesus in the end it's mm. uh, i mean books that uh, I've been reading um, at the moment have been by Brennan Manning. Oh yes. Um, so uh, uh, he wrote a, a little book called "The Furious Longing of God, of God that uh, deeply challenged me. Mm. Um, and, and his work uh, just continues to inspire me to, to both receive the love of God and to mm. love Him back, because um, that, that's where all leaderships in the church starts. Yeah, just yeah. being loved. And so um, his books particularly have uh, helped enormously with that. So it's Brennan Manning. Is that B-R-E-N-N-A-N? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, Manning, M-A-N-N-I-N-G. I think he's got a website as well. Or there's some... There may well be, yeah. yeah. And his book, uh, The Ragamuffin Gospel, is, is a, a very popular book of his that uh, I know many people have read. Yeah. The Ragamuffin Gospel and The Furious Longing Furious of God. Furious Longing of, of God. Fantastic. Steve, sadly, time is time's defeated us, <laughs> um, but it's been terrific to chat with you. Uh, thank you for sharing, um, you know, very personally some of your journey. And uh, this is going to be an inspiration to many out there who are who are struggling or maybe are in, uh, 
in situations where they you know they they they're asking the same questions that you and your wife are asking is you know is is it is it right for me to move yeah. on lord and the lord's saying no stay put <laughs> so thank you for for all you shared and uh, and you know exciting to hear all all the things that god's doing in and through you in the, the church in uh, in in clubmore in liverpool thank you so you've been listening to the leadership file with me andy peck i was joined this week by reverend Stephen ganity he's the uh, vicar of st andrews clubmore uh, you can listen to archive versions of Leadership File, including this one, by going to Premier's own website and uh, logging on to Leadership File. You can also go to iTunes and download uh, shows from there to uh, to listen at your own uh, convenience. Thanks for for tuning in. Look forward to your company again next Sunday at three thirty. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.